Blog Talk Radio. Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, and welcome, welcome. If this is your first time, I'm so glad you found me, and uh, if you are listening in again, welcome back. I haven't done a podcast in about three weeks. I've been uh, traveling uh, up to Seattle, visiting my mom, uh, taking care of family stuff, and uh, gosh, we're into spring already, and I said, I've got to get back on the podcast, so um, spring is always a time for love. We start thinking about new beginnings and love, and um, I've got a great guest for you today. We're going to chat about that, but first of all, I am going to uh, read my uh, usual inspiration from Louise Hayes, Heart Thoughts, A Treasury of Inner Wisdom, and today's message is, I am good enough. If there is any belief within you that says you can't have or you're not good enough, say to yourself, I am willing to let that belief go. I do not have to believe that anymore. Please do not struggle. It is not hard work. You are just changing a thought. You were born to enjoy life. Affirm that you are now willing to open yourself up to the abundance and prosperity that is available everywhere. Claim your birthright here and right now. I deserve to be prosperous. I deserve my good. That which you have declared is already accomplished in consciousness and now becomes manifest in your experience. You not only have individual beliefs, you also have family and societal beliefs. Ideas are contagious. So we can reprogram those beliefs. So we can reprogram the beliefs around there's not, you know, there's no, uh, nobody out there for me all the guys are jerks or, you know, all the good guys are taken or these kind of beliefs that we put into our subconscious mind, uh, we can reprogram those. So it's very important to switch the way we speak about things, anything that we want in our life, anything that we're wanting to manifest, what we're wanting to create. Um, very important to do that. Words are things. Words are magic, and we can speak things into existence. But it really comes from that emotion-backed emotion place where you get your frequency high, uh, you're loving the place that you're coming from, um, loving your life already, and then that's when you say your affirmations and um, – you know, it's like a spell. We're putting, this, putting that spell out there. We're doing um, word magic. So my guest today is May Huey, and she is a matchmaker. Um, she's been a matchmaker for many years. She's a colleague. We've been uh, helping each other find great matches for our clients for many years. Um, May works with all kinds of people. She also specializes in Asian matchmaking since she is uh, Chinese-American. She's based in Colorado, 
and May's superpower is being able to talk to anyone and everyone. She puts people at ease and uh, loves to elevate their experience to the next level. Um, she gives her clients a memorable matchmaking experience and um, is really uh, hands-on and boutique uh, like I am with my matchmaking. So I'm going to bring her on and we're going to chat about uh, finding love in the, in the springtime. Hey, May, welcome. Marla, hello. What a hello, great introduction. Oh, <laughs> How have you been? Good. I've been fantastic. I'm so happy to have you on the Mystical Matchmaker podcast. And uh, what's going on out there in Colorado uh, as far as love it's going? Snowing. <laughs> it's yeah. snowing today, so people oh want to bundle up with a significant other, I guess, in the you know, in front of a fire, I hope, and you know, get Ooh. all cuddly and romantic. <laughs> I love so, yeah, it. No, and things are going about, great. Here, yeah. And here it's mid '80s, so people can uh, go to the beach together, I guess, <laughs> in LA. <laughs> Oh my God! So, so you guys may used to live out here in Los Angeles, and and I was thinking about the other day. I think we met. You came to my book signing at Barnes and Noble for my my first memoir, Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker. Isn't that how we met? Yes, at the Grove. You remember? And yeah. I have photos to prove it. Yes, I was. Yeah. Starstruck by you. <laughs> oh, no, it was, was a so great cool. first yeah. meeting, and. Yeah. I can't believe we've been working together since then. So, which was a great, uh, you know, great friendship all these years, and I totally appreciate it. Oh yeah, it's been eleven years. I, I can't believe it, and I've been yeah. a matchmaker for twenty, twenty now. How long have you been yeah. doing it, May? Uh, about eleven years. Yeah, yeah, a little over mm-hmm. eleven. So it's been a great yeah. experience so far. And so um, let's just talk about, so what you do is it's, we're very similar. We work out of our home offices and we're, we're boutique. Um, and then you also, uh, you handle the, or serve the Asian uh, community too, or men who are seeking Asian ladies, right? Tell, talk a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, as you said in my introduction, I am Chinese American. I was born in El Paso, Texas, believe it or not. Um, first generation out here. My parents live in the U.S. now, obviously. And as I was doing matchmaking 11 years ago, people started calling me because I was Asian and they wanted to date Asian women. So men of all ethnicities started coming to me and saying, I want to date Asian women. How do I find a intelligent, smart, beautiful Asian women? And I was like, huh, this can really be a niche. So that's kind of how it started with just the demand of the marketplace. And what people are asking for is what I kind of shaped my company to uh, serve them. So it's been a great experience so far. And yeah, I mainly the Asian women join my database for free, get set up for free, interview with me for free, learn about their love lives for free. And then I have male paying clients uh, who want to date Asian women, and I just set them up. And it's not like, oh, these men are like yellow fever. That's all they want to date. Like majority of them, <laughs> I would say 80% of them also want to date other ethnicities too, but they want me to search, you know, Asian women um, first. But I also set up Caucasian women, Latina women, mm-hmm. all across the board. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Right. Well, it is a preference for certain guys. I've had that before where they just love, you know, whatever. That's their, their prep. Their, they like the look of an Asian lady or they like the, the way um, – uh, maybe if a woman is actually from, you know, not American, Asian, but a, from another country, they, they may feel that they have more, just like the, some of the guys will say, I like the Latin culture, the Latin women, because they're a little more attentive to the men, maybe a little more make that home life a little bit more. Do you find, you know, I don't want to be politically incorrect here, but you know what I mean? They have a, whereas the American, I've, I've actually had men say, oh, I don't want to date an American woman. If, if I want a sandwich, she'll say, make, make your own sandwich. Whereas if I have like a Latin <laughs> woman, she'll, she's like cooking, you know, it's more. <laughs> right, right. And it's so not um, the stereotypical of, oh, I want to date Asian women because they're submissive. No, it's the men right, want right. to date Asian women because they're kind, considerate, smart. They like their culture. They love family values. No different than a guy mm-hmm. who comes to me and say, I only want to date Jewish women. You know, everyone right. has preferences, right? I mean, the women yeah. have strong preferences. I want someone who's tall. I want someone who's Caucasian. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's successful. Like, we all have preferences, so she has there's to no have shame in admitting who you that. want. That. <laughs> the right. size I mean, the there's so many eye things. I know, exactly. I know. And if you have too many, uh, too many things on the list, it just uh, hinders. I mean, you know that that must have yeah. all these physical physical things. Yeah. Do so, you um, do you just mm-hmm. make sure? Do you ask the guys? Hey, just give me three to five things you're looking for. And if my woman who I introduce you to has 80% of what you're looking for, then you should meet her. Like, do you ask well, them, hey, we, give we, me five we, things we, you want? Yeah, in the initial um, interview, before we take them on, I mean, they do tell us what they're looking for. We don't say a number of things, but we just hear them out. And then if it's just too, you know, too honed down or whatever, and it's just not going to be possible, then we'll just pass. Or we may try to get them to expand in age range or height. Uh, Sometimes a guy, they'll give us like a four-inch height range that they want or something. You know, they really put up roadblocks and we're like, look, the level of your life could be, you know, 5'3 and not 5'5 or or we'll try to get them to expand on it. Or, Or lately, I mean, we really encourage guys to be open to nationwide because they can do the Skype, they can do the video chats and stuff um, just to be open to finding that perfect person because they do have all of these, these criteria. And it's like, well, then open up the country to look for her, then find her, you know, then just a certain area. Um, and yeah. what about you? Do you just give, give, tell them yeah. that they can have, you know, a handful of, of uh, wish lists? Well, I tell them, give me five things you're looking for, like real important things and Mm -hmm. not like someone who looks like a model. Like everyone wants to date that model. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point is saying if you're open to nationwide search, that also includes uh, me reaching out to, you know, a lot of our matchmaking colleagues and affiliates to help with the search. And this is a great example. I just had a client um, that I was almost – done working with and it was close to his end of membership and he's met some really great women and then another matchmaker and I uh, set him up with someone in the Bay Area and he was like no I only want Orange County I want them to be close but guess what Mm -hmm. they're in an exclusive relationship now after 
him visiting her, she visited him, and now they talk on Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever, and really have gotten to know each other, especially during COVID, you know, these times and the distance, and now they're exclusive. Like, who would have thought, you know, he was so, so narrow-minded before, but then I presented this really Mm -hmm. cute, smart, intelligent women to him, and he's like, okay, let me meet her, and then, you know, chemistry, everything turned out great, so you just never know. Like, I just really strongly recommend people open up their geographical parameters, you know, like you never know. I never thought I moved to Colorado and would uh, meet mm-hmm. a guy and, you know, move here and get married and buy a house and all that. You just never know in the game of love. You just, anything is possible. Absolutely. And, you know, it can be challenging, the long distance thing, but but when people, some people get so set in their ways and they don't even want, I had a guy once he wanted, he, uh, I think he lived in like um, uh, West LA, Santa Monica, and he only would date people, you know, on that side of the free of the 405 freeway. He wouldn't date anybody in Hollywood or anyone in, you know, another area. And, and it really narrows it down. And it's like, almost like there, it's just a laziness. It's like um, expecting everybody to come to him and they better be in my, my vicinity. And you, you know, you're just going to be probably single forever because um, it's just really hard to narrow it down to a, a geographical, you know, t- uh, 10 mile radius or something. <laughs> so, right. So it's Not really to mention, serious. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The search, the search is so much more narrow and they meet fewer people. It's like they're putting roadblocks for themselves. So I agree. Yeah. I agree that if you're only wanting to date 20 miles away because you only want to drive 35 minutes in traffic, like you're missing mm-hmm. out on some really amazing people. And you never know, like maybe she lives in Pasadena but works in Santa Monica, but you wrote mm-hmm. her off because she clicked Pasadena as where she lives, you know. So you just never know. Um, but, yeah, the yeah, hiking. How, and, and it, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. I, I oh, was I'm say, just going to say the height thing is ridiculous, yeah. too, when the women, the height like, thing. this yeah. guy, this guy is not going to be a better father to your children or a better husband because he's two inches taller. Like, no one ever mm-hmm. said, gosh, my husband's great because he's tall. No one. Mm-hmm. Like, he's great because he has character and he could provide for you and he's a great dad and he's honest and has integrity, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and those qualities seem harder and harder to find. I mean, you know, it's there. There are a lot of, um, you know, I not only do I do coaching, but I do intuitive readings. Uh, so I'm doing readings every day, and I'm hearing all of these women calling me, uh, talking about, "Is my guy cheating? I think he's cheating, or he's doing this, or he's doing that." I mean, to find a good, you know, person with emotionally adjusted and and like you said, it's going to be a good, good husband and dad and partner. Um, you're going to have to open up and not be so fixated on, on uh, five feet, 11 and up or, or something like that, because, um, and looks fade, you know, yeah, you want to be attracted, but that height thing, I would say so many women could be in wonderful, loving relationships if they would take, you know, throw that out. And, and I feel like shorter guys or guys who aren't super tall or they try harder. They're like, all their lives they had to try harder. Like the tall guys don't even have to try and they get the women or get the job or get whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I've never been 
um, a hiatus. Like I've never discriminated against a guy when I was single because, oh, he's my height or, oh, he's not tall enough. Like that is not even a way to find a partner based on height. And the women who think that and who are maybe 35, 36, 37 who wants kids and they're still stuck on height, like they're missing out on tons of great men. And I'm sure they want kids. Like if they're 39 and 40 and they want kids, they better relax a little bit on the height when they're doing online dating or when they're reaching out to a matchmaker because otherwise. And then what about, what about this? I've heard women say, oh, well, I'm shorter, and so I want a really tall guy because I don't want my kids to be short. That's I've heard them say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have too. But, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, well, it's and it's, you know, genes. And what's like, wrong who knows with being what's going to happen? What's wrong with being a little shorter? I mean, why? how come <laughs> super tall is good? I mean, what's wrong with being five? Uh, Four, three, four, five, six. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> well, it's tough for a guy. It's tough for a guy to be that for a guy, short in yeah. the dating world. Right. But, right. but no, but if she's think... five, four and she wants to have kids she's who are tall eight. and she wants to date tall guys, then she needs mm-hmm. to relax on some of the other qualities she's looking for then. Like maybe she expands right. her geographical location if she wants a tall guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe he doesn't mm-hmm. have to make six figures, but he can make – you know, 75,000 instead of, yeah. you know, I need a guy who makes six figures. It's like, well, you got to relax on right. some of your criteria if you really want the tall guy. So I get, yeah, the guy, <laughs> I need a guy who makes a million a year or more or, or you know, a billion or something like that. It's the, I don't right. hear the six right. figures. I hear the million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deal with a different kind of clientele. I deal with probably more, you know, not the millionaires and billionaires. Um, but I do have some who are millionaires. But obviously the women, if they're if they're making twenty five thousand, fifty thousand and they're asking for a guy who makes a million, it's like, okay, well what are you gonna bring to the table? You know? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna cook? Yeah. Are you gonna clean? Are you gonna be a good mom? Like are you gonna be kind? Are you gonna be considerate? Are you funny? What are your interests? Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of interests yeah. to make you interesting? So what are you bringing to the table? You can't just uh, demand these things and not, you know, put out in other areas, yep. lack of a better word. <laughs> right, right. So. You've you got a lot of competition out there. You know, all the work, women want the, the successful guys, so, so you've got to bring something to the table too. Exactly. Oh, so, um, yeah, so to tell people a little bit about if they want to join your database, now, what, what is your website for people so they can go there? Uh, they can join my free database at www.2asianmatchmakers.com. And it's free to join, free to be part of the database, uh, submit some recent photos of you within the last six months, no sunglasses, no hats, just something you would look like on a date. And um, once you fill out the profile, I do a search immediately and see if there's a good match for you uh, with one of my paying clients. And if there is, I contact you. Actually, either way, I would contact you just to say I received your profile. But, yeah, and if not, I don't have a good match for you right now. I keep your information. And then if there's a guy who sign up later or, you know, we get other matchmakers and colleagues asking us for 
quality women all the time. So you might be a good match for another matchmaker's client. So mm-hmm. you just never know. And we're just another resource for the women out there. I mean, it's free. You really have nothing to lose. And the minute you decide to leave my database, you just say, hey, Meg, can you delete my information? And I just delete your information mm-hmm. and go from there. So, but yeah, it's just yeah. like another way if you're doing online dating and meeting men, you know, coffee shops or whatever, like you just got to be prepared to meet somebody at all angles and you never know what's going to happen. So just put yourself out there. Kind of like what you were saying at the beginning. Like what you were saying at the beginning is like you make your own future by talking about what you want and just your words mean a lot. What you think means a lot. And, you know, your wishes will come into fruition when you keep uh, saying what you want in life. Yeah, and you mentioned the website to Asian matchmakers, but what about you? Don't you have another one if you're not Asian? Because that was only uh, yes, for I Asian, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I have another okay. website. I have another website, matchmakermay.com. Okay. Uh, they're both, mm-hmm. yeah, they're both uh, online and live and pretty similar. Um, I do have some clients who don't want Asian women, so they find me on my other website because my database mm-hmm. has you know, probably 60% Asian women, but the rest is still mm-hmm. Caucasian, Latina, okay. Middle Eastern, you know. So I, I do yeah. work with some people who don't want to date Asian women as well. So, Right. And um, so you mentioned sending in pictures. So, um, And if anybody wants to join my database too, you know, marlamartinson.com, you can go there and um, also get uh, – a uh, guided uh, meditation there for free. So sign up for my newsletter uh, so we can stay in touch. And um, talking about pictures, I'm still blown away by, you know, these lovely ladies who send these pictures in or even from some other matchmakers when we're trying to help each other and they send me some pictures of their clients. The pictures are so bad. It's like here you're trying to get a soulmate, have somebody interested in you, and they're, the angles are bad or they're with somebody else or the outfits or the hair, sunglasses, hats, um, just goofy, just unattractive or too close up or weird. I mean, it's just like no thoughts. Like, yeah, here's a picture of me where men, we, the women have to remember men are visual. If they don't like the, the picture, in the first glance, you're out. So, <laughs> so I, yeah. I totally, what do you have to say about yeah. pictures? Yeah. I just think, especially today's day and age with our cell phones, like we're always, we always have a camera on us. There's actually no excuse where a woman says, oh, I don't have any decent photos of me. Like, come on, mm-hmm. you don't get dressed ever to go out to dinner or to get ready for work and throw on a cute blouse or jeans or whatever and take some photos and you can have a roommate take it. You could put it on a timer and take a bunch. You can Mm -hmm. just ask a friend to take some of you outside with good lighting and close up and far away with a body shot and then just send it to your matchmaker. And if you're not getting hits online, the number one reason is because your photos suck. So you just need to take (laughs) some time and get a matchmaker uh, to maybe guide you on what photos are good or get a friend to take some photos of you or um, 
get a photographer and just spend, you know, mm-hmm. 45 minutes, 300 bucks. They take, you know, 25 to 30 great shots of you and then um, send five maybe to a matchmaker or put them online or even your LinkedIn profile. Like you should invest in some good photos that you can just use at a moment's notice. Like it's just so important. And uh, my photographer who's in Santa Ana, she's great. Like 300 bucks would get you great photos that you can use for a year. And I bet you, I bet you, you would get way more hits online with a session with a photographer. And you could put up some of these professional photos with your online profile and some casual shots so they can see like, oh, this is what you look like. And this is what you look like when you go on a hike or when you're going to get coffee or something. So it's just mm-hmm. photos are so and key, be careful, aren't they? And be careful about those. Yeah, be careful about those professional photos, like in a suit or something. You know, they'll think the men don't have much of a um, uh, um, imagination when it comes to this. Right. They just right. go by, you know, they'll say like they're, they'll. I've sent men photos before and they're like, oh, she wears too much makeup. So I, I don't like a woman who wears too much makeup. Well, it was just in that right. one photo or right. she looks right. mean. She's not, she looks mean. She looks mad. It's just because she's, you know, posing in this photo. Right. It's, she's just not smiling. So um, smi- looking friendly, smiling. If you have longer hair, wear it down. Men love, men tend to love longer yes. hair on a woman. They like like silky hair that they can run their fingers through. They want to imagine that they want to see, do you have the body type that they like, whether that's curvy, thin, whatever Uh, they want to see the body. Um, It's something feminine. Uh, I remember uh, when I worked at great expectations and people would go through the, the, it was this video dating service back like in 2001 and they guys would, the people, you know, men and women would come in and look through these books and you see pictures and then a, profile and then if you like that you can go watch a video uh, of them which I had had you know taped you know I was the videographer <laughs> and there was a one one and and I would notice the same women would get picked by every single guy the same few handful of women who you know really looked great in the photos who looked feminine right. who, you know the body and and uh, one woman came in and she was great she was really attractive but she had her pictures because t- we had a professional photographer she had her pictures taken in a business suit and nobody picked her. And she was f- phenomenal. It was just because they don't, they're thinking of dating. They're thinking of this is a woman I'm going to take in my arms and kiss and romance, not somebody you're going to talk business with or, or you know. So, so well, that's and important also, too. Well, the guys, the guys don't want boardroom in the bedroom. Like they don't want yeah, a right. corporate person. They want your soft side. Like I see a lot of women's yeah. profiles that they submit to me and all they talk about is work. It's like, I don't think a guy wants to read a dating profile all about your work and what you've done and how Mm -hmm. successful you are. And like he wants someone soft, someone who he can picture going to dinner with, doing things with, hanging out with. He actually doesn't even care what you do for a living. So it's like, you know, the more you brag about how amazing you are, that's not what he's looking for. He's not hiring you. He just wants to date you. Mm -hmm. So talk about Mm -hmm. your interests and your beliefs and your values and your family you know that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff yeah yes love that so it's important so we're get we're a little tough on on this but it's just going to help you ladies you know whoever's listening about the pictures (laughs) because (laughs) we're a little hard hard ass there on it (laughs) well i mean when we when we submit when we submit a profile to a guy 
a lot of the times if the woman has sunglasses on or if the photos are dark, he's like, do you have more photos? So yeah. when yeah. Yeah. I so ask have the women ask for, for more, more photos. photos, right, it's not me asking for the photos. I'm working on behalf of the guys, and the guys want more photos. So if they're asking me right. to get more photos, when they see you doing online dating and you only have two photos or one photo with just your face, he's going to just probably pass over you because he's like, okay, she's hiding something. She's not showing me her body. She's not showing me Mm -hmm. more photos. And this one photo I'm getting is probably the best that she looks. That's why she only Mm -hmm. submitted one photo. So it's really up to you to show your personality online. Yes, absolutely. And, um, also, yeah, it's funny that I, that reminded me of when I worked um, at the Beverly Hills Dating Service years ago. This we this was a style where was those puffy dresses where the dre- the the skirt part was real around the hips was this real puff puffy. It was weird. <laughs> it was like this fat fad. And this and yeah. a guy went out with this woman. And this woman was like a belly dancing teacher. She did Zumba. Like she was in super good shape. She was absolutely adorable. They went on the date. She wore one of those puffy dresses. And then he after the date. I, I wanted feedback and, he, and I said, do you want to see her again? He goes, well, she was great and stuff, but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to see her again because I don't know if she has had a big butt under that puffy dress. I mean, I don't, you know, he <laughs> instead, I mean, they just won't even take the chance. They're like, I don't know what she looks like under that dress. I'm not going to ask her out again. I mean, I, this right. is harsh. I know it sounds harsh, but they, so wear something that's kind of form fitting and, um, you know, some guys might now the big butts are in style. Do you see on Instagram all these women like in their twenties, they're just showing their butts. It's just videos and pictures of their butts. Have you seen that, May? Right. I know. It's so ridiculous. I'm like, what? It's so what ridiculous. Is this? They're huge. The bigger the butts, the the better. You know, it's and it used to be that it used. Well, you know, listen, I'm I'm in my fifties, you guys. So I'm just like like my jaw drops. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And then when back in, in, you know, it's 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when I got into the business, it was all breast implants. Every single woman was getting breast implants. So they want, we're doing that. Now it's the butt of implants or whatever. So it's gone the other way. So it's, it's interesting. the fads, you know, there's the fads are kind of interesting. <laughs> Especially on Instagram. I mean, everything is on like, Instagram. Yeah. So interesting on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, very, very fun though. A lot of crazy stuff yeah. out there. Um, what else? What else about dating can we talk about? Um, yeah, yeah, what I about just, uh, the? Yeah, go ahead. Get, what's your what's your what's your top tips for ladies who are looking for love? What what's a something that you're really seeing as another sticking point besides pictures and and height? Well, not to play games. If someone likes you or someone is new trying to get to know you, if they're texting you, text them back right away. Like, why do you need to wait Mm -hmm. 24 hours, 48 hours? It's like the game playing is for people in their 20s. Like, if you're in your Mm -hmm. 30s, 40s, 50s, there's no time for game playing. That just gets old. And if someone calls you and you know he's calling you, you know the number because you saved it on your phone, and answer your freaking right. phone. Like, why are you playing games? Right. Like, I hate, I hate women and men who play games. Um, so that's one tip. Like, just answer the phone. No one wants a voicemail. No one wants to leave a voicemail and then play phone tag and all that stuff. Um, second thing is women out in public should put down their phones and be engaged mm-hmm. in 
real time. Like if you're in line at a coffee shop, who knows who you're going to see, who you can talk to and just carry a conversation with um, men or women, even people of the same Mm -hmm. sex and practice your communication style, practice cracking jokes, practice giving compliments to strangers, Um, just things like that. Um, Tip number three. I remember. Yeah. You got another tip? Oh, I was going to say, if you're doing like a Zoom or FaceTime call, make sure the light is shining at you so you look the best uh, when you're on these video calls because you don't want to look all dark and he can't see you and trying to sit a little bit further away so he can see your body shape so you're not hiding anything. You know, he's not going to ask you to stand up, but you can certainly show him your body shape by saying, oh, let me close the door real quick. So you get up and you close the door. So it's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because guys want to see what your body shape is, but he's not going to say, oh, can you stand up? You know, right. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that is such but a big deal. Sh- but the it. body is such a big deal. If they don't know, they're not going to go forward because they just need to know, know. because they, they have to be turned on. I mean, for a man to be sexually aroused and to be able to have sex, he has to get, get turned on visually. And whereas right. women, we might get turned on by what they say or the, how they treat us or some other things. It doesn't have to be as visual as the man, but right. he literally can't get an erection unless he likes what he sees. That's why they watch porn. Right. That's why they want to see, you know what I mean? That's why they ha- right. have to work, visual. work They're that very way. Visual. The, yeah. the visual. So yeah. When, and, and you don't have to have a body like a model. It just, you just have to have the body that that guy likes is all, you know, everybody right. likes something different. Everybody has a different taste. And that's a great, great uh, um, point about the video because treat it like you're on a date, wear something cute, like may, a nice top, maybe a little bit of cleavage showing or something, something form fitting, mm-hmm. maybe a nice color, a uh, little, you know, makeup, not overly made up hair down or done just to look good. And then, um, yeah, nice lighting, uh, not looking down. A lot of pe- try to look straight ahead. A lot of people in these uh, FaceTimes or Zooms, they're looking like down, they're looking up your nostrils. So that you're looking down, make sure that <laughs> the camera is straight ahead uh, of you, you know, straight head on so that you're not doing right, that. Right, and check and, out um, your background and make mm-hmm. sure you don't have yeah. like a bunch of stuff in the background where it's, because they're looking at that too, like, wow, she's, kind of messy or why didn't she make her bed or, you know, you just right. don't know. Yeah. People are finding reasons not to get on the second date or to call you again. Yeah. Like people sometimes date that way. Like they're looking for things to eliminate you versus positive things. Versus, like why should I yeah. see her again? So, yeah. <laughs> and that's a good idea to, when you're on a date too, is try it because what the mind does go to the negative and we're programmed. I mean, if you turn on the news it's 99% negative things, horrible and, you know, fearful uh, disasters. And, and the mind kind of goes to, oh, red flags, red flags. But try to train your mind to, when you're across from somebody, think, look at, find three things that you think is really cool about them or interesting or nice. So that you're training your mind to look for the positive. Of course, you want to be aware if, if the, you know, the guy uh, mentions, you know, he's using drugs or he's, you know, angry or whatever. You're, you're going to he- see that. You're going to hear that. But, but try to try to focus in on what, gosh, what's three really nice things and then compliment them on it too. Right. To piggyback on what you were saying, my fourth tip was going to be just 
be positive on the dates. Don't come, don't complain about your ex-boyfriend, your ex-husband. Don't complain about your kids. Don't complain about work and what someone did. Or if you're looking for a job, don't complain about how bad it is out there getting a job. And no one wants to hear negative stuff on a first date. Like if you need to mm-hmm. complain about stuff, maybe you should do that on your fourth or fifth date. But on the first <laughs> date, it should just be positive. Like everything should be positive. Like hopefully you can catch yourself if you are complaining about something and realize, gosh, this, this isn't the venue for unleashing all my negativity about my coworkers right now. <laughs> like they don't want to hear that, you know. So, yeah, because yeah, that, that would be my is, fourth okay, this tip. Is, this goes goes great. So um, people, men and women, want to, the reason you have your friends or you're attracted to anything is because of the way you feel around. Because gosh, oh, it feels good to be around this person. There was this woman, I think at the time she was in her fifties, forty, late forties or fifties, and she was um, every time she'd go, I'd send her out on a date with a guy. They want. They were like proposing, literally. Sometimes, like on the first date or the second date. I mean, everybody wanted to marry her. Uh, she did. She was the kind of lady who did get engaged and married a few times. <laughs> but, but she. Um, and I asked one guy. I asked him. I was out to lunch with him or something. I said, "Why does is does she? Let's say her name was Lisa. Why does every man want to marry Lisa? Why do all the men propose to Lisa?" And he says, "Marla." Because she, when you're with her, she makes you feel like you're the only man in the world. She makes you feel so good. She's listening. She's engaged. She's warm. She's sexy. She's feminine. She's, um, you know, feels good to be with. And they want more of that. So I can totally I like see that. To, that yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense it's, because, uh-huh. yeah, sometimes you don't remember uh, the things you talk about on the date, but you remember how you felt on the date, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I could see that. I could see why Lisa gets all the boys. <laughs> yeah, because instead of feeling like, oh, that felt like a therapy session, this I had to solve this woman's problems and talk to her about her, you know, child custody and the ex-narcissist she dated and all this. It's like draining. In the, the other hand, in contrast, how Lisa would do it is it's, you know, complimenting the men, listening to the men and, and uh, making it a warm, great interaction and experience. And it's like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. Everybody wants that. Even the friend, you know, they call them energy vampires. You know, we've all had that friend who it's just like, oh, my God, the phone rings and you're like, you, you know, put, just kick them to voicemail. It's like I can't sit there and listen to their stuff, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> well, my fifth tip would be questions on a date to show your interest. And Lisa probably did that to the men that yeah. she dated. Like she expressed interest in them and made them talk and make them feel good, like they're being heard. And so people like talking about themselves. So it's okay to ask questions on a date, things that you're genuinely interested in, not like to dig like, how much money he makes or what kind of car he drives, but, you know, life questions like, you know, how do you like, where do you live and how do you like where you grew up and, you know, what are your parents like and whatever, like just asking real questions and not being all superficial on dates. I think that's and there's some, a great and there's way. Some fun questions that, that don't sound like a, um, you know, like an interview, like you could say, if you could go anywhere on vacation next week, somewhere that you've never been, where would it be and why? 
you know, something like that. Or, you know, what's your, what's the most amazing wine you've ever had or something like that, you know, fun to, to um, talk about. Yeah. I would go to Italy. All right. Well, oh, you want to go to Italy? Is that your next trip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. When we get out of this COVID era, I would definitely like to take an international trip and enjoy life. So. Mm, yeah. I, I want to go to uh, Mount Shasta or Sedona, Arizona. I'd like to do that. I've done a lot of international travel. I'd like to see some mm-hmm. things closer to home uh, uh, this year. So I'll see if I can manage that, like a little road trip or something would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, May, thank you for this has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks for joining me on the Mystical Matchmaker podcast. And you guys connect with May. Her uh, links are linked up back at Blog Talk Radio or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And um, any last words? Uh, no, just thank you for letting me visit with you. This was nice to reconnect with you since I haven't seen you in. Gosh, probably over a year and a half, I would think. So, yeah. But no, we'll uh, yeah. A, we'll have to do a video me. chat. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, people can find me on twoasianmatchmakers.com or Matchmaker May. And looking forward to meeting the women out there. And if any men want to find quality Asian women, I'd be happy to help you find the one. So, yeah, thank you for having me, Marla. All right. Bye, May. Much love, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. For more inspiration and to stay connected, find me on Instagram at The Mystical Matchmaker or my website, MarlaMartinson.com. Much, much love and hope you have a mystical, magical day.